People don't really realize we're, we're part of a big history, which is bold. We, we took a step that no one would take. I'm Lisa Morehouse, and this is California Foodways. I'm traveling to every county in the state, finding stories about food, agriculture, and the people that make both possible. Today, we're in Kern County in the town of Delano. It was here in 1965 that one of the most significant labor movements began, the United Farmworker Movement. You've probably heard the name Cesar Chavez, but it was actually a group of elderly Filipino men who first walked off the fields, starting the Delano Grape Strike. There were people with mortgages, with families to feed, considering a strike action. The next morning, they went out to the vineyards. It was like the first day of school, and when I came home, lo and behold, my mom and dad were home, and they said, we're on strike. They worked a full day. And then they left the crop on the ground, and then they walked out. Just imagine over 1,500 old Filipino men in different fields, and they all walked out at the same time. I mean, how awesome is that? It would be really easy to drive through the town of Delano and have no idea that history was made here. It's a pretty typical hot, dry Central Valley town. And when I visit, they're even having a parade. It's Philippine weekend, a cultural celebration and kind of family reunion. And I talk with a group of young women all born and raised here. When you guys were in school, was the farm worker movement taught at all? Did it like no, 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 no not at all. all. No, learned it in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Angelica Perez clarifies her Latina grandmother and other relatives actually participated in the famous grape strike of 1965. So it was like active family history. But did any of them know that it was Filipinos and mostly men in their 60s who first walked off the vineyards? Melanie Rituda says she only learned about that last year. I've always known Cesar Chavez and, you know, Hispanics being involved, but being Filipino, it's like, wow. Filipinos actually made an impact um, during the process, so it makes me proud. But Perez is outraged that history's not known. She says the actions those Filipinos took improved her family's lives. I'm extremely proud that Chavez was the right face at the right time, but a lot of the dirty work was already done. Longtime resident Roger Gadiano knows that well. He's taking me on a tour of key sites, which on the surface seem kind of mundane, a retirement home, a church. But for many people, these ordinary places in Delano are sacred ground, like this high school auditorium. This is the building where Bobby Kennedy went after the county sheriff. Could I suggest in the interim period of time, in the luncheon period of time, that the sheriff and the district attorney read the Constitution of the United States? And a white stucco building on the edge of town. Caesar fasted twice. And that's where Caesar Chavez did his first fasting. Farm workers are not agricultural implements. They are not beasts of burden. And Filipino Hall, a kind of utilitarian community center, but to Gadiano, This is our Mecca. I guess it's our Selma. This is it. The hub of activity for the first years of the farm worker movement. 
People don't really realize just who in the heck walked in here, but I do. So it, it kind of tickles me, but we're part of a big history, which is bold. We took a step that no one would take. Most of those voting and striking were the elders, the Manongs. These migrant bachelor Filipino farm workers have been fighting for better working conditions since the 20s. So when, in the summer of 1965, growers cut the pay of Filipinos picking grapes in the Coachella Valley, they were prepared to act. Historian Don Mabalon. They're led by this really charismatic and veteran, seasoned, militant labor leader, Larry Yitleung. And they make a stand against the farmers in Coachella, and they win $1.40 an hour. When these workers migrated north to Delano, organizers like Larry Itliang, Philip Veracruz, and Pete Velasco urged local families to join them in asking for the same raise. Growers balked. At the time, Itliang told workers they might suffer hardships if they struck. Maybe you get hungry. Maybe you're going to lose your car. Maybe you're going to lose your house. So they said they don't care. They feel that uh, they're not being treated fairly by their employers, so they took a strike vote. And workers walked off the fields, leaving ripe grapes on the ground. This was Roger Gadiano's first day of his senior year of high school. In Spanish two class, a grower's son approached him. Hey, Raj, your Uncle Max went on strike. I go, oh, he did? <laughs> oh, they just want to raise, George. Workers got kicked out of labor camps. And the farmers were going to use the Mexicans to break the strike. Now, Cesar Chavez and others have been organizing Mexican workers around Delano for a few years, but a strike wasn't in their immediate plans. But Larry Leong appealed to Chavez, and two weeks later, Mexican workers joined the strike. Soon, the two unions came together to form what would become United Farm Workers, with Larry Leong assistant director under Chavez. Don Mabalon. These two groups that had been kept apart for so long coming together to do this, that is the power in the Delano Grape Strike. It took five years of striking plus an international boycott of table grapes before growers signed contracts with the United Farm Workers. Those years weren't easy on strikers, families, or Delano. There was a strange division among us. Alex Edelor remembers the tension, even in church. Kind of split down the middle of the, of the church where he, this is where the, the strikers went and this is where the people who went back to work went. Many local families were like Edelor's, whose parents walked off the fields initially, but after a few weeks felt they had to return to work. Even so, Edelor says he and his peers were mentored by leaders like Lariat Leong and Philip Veracruz. We walked away from that era from different avenues, but we came back together because looking back on it, we were very proud of that moment. And he wants young people to know. Not only is it a point of pride, it's a point of fact. I think it would give us uh, some comfort in knowing that we matter. Just to understand that that uh, we stand on the shoulders of people who struggled before us. Don Mabalan says for her and her peers, growing up not knowing this history... I also feel the hurt of a generation. But she adds... It's also on us. It's our story. And it really demands 
our love and attention and respect, and we need to tell this story. And that's happening more and more. She's writing a biography of Lariat Leong. Alex Edelor and Roger Gadiano have organized a celebration in Delano this weekend. And recently, Governor Brown signed legislation recognizing Larry Itliung Day and requiring public schools to teach this history. Where are we going now? Say hello to Mona Larry. Roger Gadiano ends our tour at one last ordinary place, Larry Itliung's simple gravesite. He gave our people uh, some dignity. He gave his guts. And he hopes that knowing this history will give young people the guts to fight other injustices. That's it for this episode of California Foodways. This story originally aired on KQED's California Report magazine and NPR's Weekend Edition. And here's where I usually say this story was reported and produced by me, Lisa Morehouse. And it was. But this story never would have happened without Don Mabalon, the professor whose voice you heard in the story. Her scholarship, her connections, her guidance, her confidence in me were all essential. And actually, I could say the same thing for most of the stories in California Foodways. She came on as an advisor to this project five years ago, before I even started reporting. And she shaped so many of these stories and the way I think about them. Don Mabalan died suddenly in August 2018 while on vacation with her family. I'm still shocked and so sad. Her passing is a huge loss to the study of history in California and the greater community. And personally, I can't really imagine making these pieces without her. But I'm going to try to make her proud. Thanks for listening. <laughs>